Hello and welcome to the Lead Generation Strategies podcast. I'm your host, Joey Myers from LeadGenerationSEOServices.com. And I have the honor today to bring on Mr. Gregory Barnes. And, and Gregory, you want me to call you Greg or Gregory? It's up, it's up to you. Uh, yeah, call me Greg. If I hear Gregory, I feel like I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> That's like me. That's like me and Joseph. My mom's the only one that calls me Joseph. <laughs> Just sounds too well. Well, hey, welcome to the show, Greg. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Well, hey, let's start off with uh, with an easy one. Uh, where are you based? Okay, we're based right in the middle of Charlotte, North Carolina. So if you ever visit Charlotte, we're right uptown on the square. Our office is right on what they call the square, Trade and Tryon. Very cool. And how long have you been there? Uh, we've been there seven years. Okay. Have you have you been here, been there seven years? I've, I've been with Transworld and had this office here for seven years. Um, I've been in Charlotte since 1995. Okay. So you've been there for a while. So you, are you from the North Carolina area? Just kind of moved around? You just born and raised? Yeah, born and raised in Wilkesboro, North Carolina, small town, about 30 minutes from Boone. Uh, went to college in Greensboro, North Carolina, and then moved to Charlotte. So, so yeah, Charlotte and North Carolina has been home my whole life. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, what, what do you guys do? And we'll kind of get into the nitty gritty here, Greg. What do you guys do on a high level? For your company. On a, on a quick high level here at Transworld Business Advisors, we deal with the buying and selling of existing businesses. So think of small business owners when they look to retire, we assist them with that sale of their business. We also work with over 500 franchises. So we deal with the selling of, of franchises as well. We have a franchise resale department. So that business owner that's looking to retire that owns a franchise, we also assist him and we have a franchise development. Um, team. So if you have a small business and you want to turn it into a franchise, we assist with the paperwork, documentation, marketing, and sales of that of that uh, that new franchise. So we do a couple of different arms here, but it pretty much lies around the, the buying and selling of a business. Very cool. So you said you've been with the company for seven years. Have you always done this, Greg, or is what, what have you what did you do before if you hadn't always done this? Yes, yeah, a great question. So I started my first business in May of 1999. So I've been a serial business owner since then. Transworld is actually the seventh business I've owned, and it is a franchise. Uh, I bought it in 2015, and we opened up in November of 2015. But hopefully, this is my last stop. I'm trying to ride this 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 train all the way to the end. Well, what what I uh, you know I know in the last couple of years I've, I've really done a lot of research into mergers, acquisitions, that kind of thing. What what was the so you said you this is the seventh business that you've owned. So what maybe what kind of businesses have you dabbled in before this, and then what led you into the mergers, acquisitions business? Okay, yes, sir. I've always kind of been in the service industry, so I'm still in the service industry. I pride myself on doing what you say you're going to do. So that's the main piece to service industry. My, my stepdad owned a transportation company growing up. So I was already doing logistics and things for him. And once I graduated from college, I worked for one of the big trucking companies here doing logistics for just a little while. I realized that I couldn't work for someone else. So, <laughs> so I actually started a transportation company. It's very simple. Everything I kind of already knew it. And uh, that kind of dwarfed over into other service industry businesses. I've, I've owned the auto repair business, tow truck company, uh, auto parts sales business. I even owned a landscaping company one time. So, so anything around that service industry, I've always really been drawn to it. And in 2020, in the pandemic, 
prove to the world that we cannot operate without the service industry. They was, those were the only guys working. Everybody else was at home. <laughs> yes. Very cool. So, so, uh, and all, a lot of those businesses are, are very much in need. And like you said, during 2020, we found out how much in need those businesses are. And um, so the, the transition into that mergers acquisitions business. So was that just more of a, a thing you, you saw working in these other services, service industry businesses, and you were like, Hey, you know, that, that might be an actually a, a good skill set to, to either have or to be able to service other service based businesses. Is that about yes. your, your journey into it? Yes, sir. Well, actually what happened, my mentor um, decided to sell his business when he was getting retired. And that's when I learned about business brokerage and that you could sell your business. I never even knew that there was a such thing as business brokers. And a lot of business owners don't know that they can actually sell the business, not just sell the assets, but sell the goodwill of the of the company as well. So that's what happened. I actually sold a couple of my companies and I bought a couple of those businesses that I've owned. I didn't start them all from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I had been through the process a few times. And then when I sold my last company, the transportation company, it was the largest company I had. So when I had a broker that assisted with that sale, he said, Greg, you should kind of get in this industry because you already understand business. You keep good books and records and know how to package your business for sale. So it was kind of that next step. And he kind of just planted that seed in my head. And I said, well, I don't want to start Barnes Business Brokerage. Um, I started looking around. I looked at some of the franchises and I, I landed with Transworld because Transworld has been around since 1979. And we have a lot of data and information. And I, and I went down and met with our CEO, Andy Cagnetta, and it was just a great meeting. And a, a lot of our our uh, business acronym aligned, you know, that that the client's always the, the main focus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so fascinating when you start looking into the mergers acquisitions business, go into a little bit to, for those business owners that are out there, maybe don't know much about it, but what are the, what are the benefits of st- well, what's the differences, I guess, pros and cons between starting your own business versus acquiring uh, a business that's already going? Yes, yes. Uh, that's a big question. But if you if you can actually get into a company that's already up and running, it's going to give you that, that aspect of already having that historical data. You have that client base. And in a world like today, you inherit that website, that following, social media. You, you know, Joey, you SEO guys, you, you inherit that SEO as well. So you're not starting from scratch and putting out a brand and trying to find your way and weed through there. But also the big bonus is that you can actually usually start one cheaper than you could i mean buy one cheaper than you could start one because if you go through uh say you do an sba loan and you're 10 15 down if it's a million plus business you're talking a couple of hundred thousand and you're already up in cash flow on day one compared to dumping a million into getting the business up and going and, and hoping they come, right? Praying they come. So the main advantage I look at when I look at personal business is not only the financial data, but that goodwill. How's the name of the company? How is it ran? Is it efficient? How's the employees, key employees, really the key employees, but it really gives you an insight of inheriting people that really already love the company. And you have a different vibe. And if you're reading through there, I mean, employees are tough. 
you can go through tons of them, but imagine buying a company and you've already got your key 10 or 15 players in place and just running with it from there. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of uh, stigma. Some, some people out there, again, that don't really know business people about this, that you can do this. And it, and it is actually more cost effective to acquire a company than it is to, to start one. Um, you know, they might think, well, I got to come in with a couple hundred grand, or like you mentioned, an SBA loan. Are there ways that you can broker a deal or acquire a company in a way that maybe you could go zero down for a certain amount of time and then use the business their their own assets to to pay that down payment are there ways like that i mean it happens it does happen right but it's a unicorn and i think it's that's one of the biggest misconceptions that we have out right now that uh there's a lot of misinformation that you can actually go in and get a company zero down or 10 percent down but we have to flip that if you're that business owner and you've ran that business for 10 20 years you built up all this goodwill it's kind of tough to take 10% of a million. Here's a hundred thousand and, and I owe you 900,000. That's, that's a big step for a business owner. Mm-hmm. Now I know this it's out there and people say that, but I would say that it's very minimum that you see that usually it's about 50% mm-hmm. of that, of that acquisition price. If you can't get a loan, uh, as far as a seller note to get a seller to give more than 50% seller note um, is, is really tough because he's taking all the risk. He's, it just switched from the buyer kind of risk to the seller risk. But if we can find a way to bridge that gap, now there are some things we can do as far as earn outs. So if mm-hmm. the company has to hit a certain amount of revenue then and, and, and things like that, but but I don't, uh, 10% down is tough. Usually when I hear it, and, and I, the seller just kind of jumps out the chair. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> so, so he's got to look at it twofold. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, have you ever done any deals where the owner stays on, on, like you said, it's kind of a payout buyout, but where they, they stay on for a length of time for a year or two years and you, you pay, you know, pay them a salary basically to stay on, to make sure that, Hey, we're on the right path. We, we got the processes in place. Do you ever do deals like that? Yes, sir. We do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the owners stay on. Usually, I think it's about 37% of the time the owners stay on for some kind of period. And a year is usually around the max, a year, maybe two years, unless he keeps some equity in the company. Uh, if he, if he kind of goes to that salary employee, you've been a business owner for all these years, it's kind of tough to, <laughs> to work on a salary employee with a ceiling. So usually there'll be a percentage of equity that that seller keep. And then he's more likely to work past that one year, two years time period. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Now you mentioned Greg um, about you, when you were kind of shopping some of these franchise trans world, you know, some of the different business acquisitions companies. And you said that there were just, it was a better alignment of your values and things like that. So what makes trans world different? To, in your eyes than other uh, brokerages? Yes, sir. So one thing with Transworld and Andy Cagnetta and our great team down there is that we're, we're more family oriented and we, we operate strictly for that client and working for that client and getting the best results for that client. Where some brokerage or some firms might work more for the commission to their pocket, right? So the, the money will follow if you do the right things. And, and what I like about what Transworld is, it's so aggressive. I'm a very aggressive person as far as with business. Um, my demeanor is I'm going to go all day wide open, right? So I want to know what's the new trends? What's the new things that we're, we're doing? So we want to bring in these 
these uh, platforms as well for our company. Like we have our own social media platform. We have our own CRM system. We don't, we used to use Salesforce. We build a customized one. So we don't, we don't have all these other um, things that we don't use, right? So Salesforce has got thousands of, <laughs> of things you can do with, but you only use like 10 of them. So mm-hmm. we kind of zone that in. Uh, we have our own uh, electronic document signature that we can send out through through the CRM, but they just continuously keep boots on the ground. Another big plus is our CEO, Andy Cagnetta, um, he kept all of Florida. So he franchised outside of Florida. So he's actually still in the business brokers industry with boots on the ground all over Florida. Mm-hmm. And so whenever there's a trend, like the pivot for, for the pandemic, we was ready to go. We was already had Zoom backgrounds, you know, in a matter of weeks, we was ready to go Zoom and, and just keep the ball rolling where some of the mom and pop shops might not have had, you know, that that kind of uh, um, capabilities to, to pivot that fast and that quickly. Right. Yeah. And that leads me into, you know, this wouldn't be a lead generation strategies podcast without talking about lead generation yeah. strategies. Right. So let's yeah. talk about that pivot in 2020. How, how did things change? You mentioned Zoom and things like that. But from a lead generation standpoint, getting more clients, getting more uh, business business owners to to go with you guys. What, how was 2020 different? Would you what kind of changes did you guys make? Yes, we, we really, you know, prior to pandemic, it was a little bit, I'd say, more old school. And that's, I think that was one of the things that I drew me to Transworld that it was a little more old school and, and I'm an old school guy, I've been around for a while. But the, but the way that we pivoted also is we bring in some of the younger talent, millennials, mm-hmm. um, even younger than millennials, I forget what generation that is. I get the right. <laughs> but anyway, the young, young people came in and, and, and like I mentioned with the social media, we, we really went into social media hard um, and and having, they would already have everything pre-screened and ready for us. All we had to do was put Charlotte on there, other right? transfer builders at Charlotte. So so they did bring in a lot of tools there. We also um, we also did a lot more of the email marketing campaigns, drip campaigns, and then we also went out and and for me personally, I went to a lot more networking through Zoom because we did a lot of face to face. It's hard to meet with business owners and sell their business without getting face to face with them. But mm-hmm. really got adjusted to the Zoom, and and I think that was some of our main lead generations. Also, I'm sure we, we kicked it up some more on the SEO front too, right? We had to, as everybody did. You're, you're not on the street anymore, but but any kind of way that we could touch that client, we're on all the platforms. Uh, YouTube, we got a YouTube, we started our podcast, we actually, Transworld has their own podcast mm-hmm. that comes out, um, and, and so we're, we're really doing some things uh, out on technology, using that technology to bring us to that point. Now, has it all been smooth? No, because we kind of was turning the Titanic, right? You know, <laughs> we are the largest business brokerage firm in the world. So there's mm-hmm. 300 offices worldwide right. in 16 different countries. So, But uh, I think that brings our bandwidth together as far as we lead generation as well. I started dropping messages in LinkedIn. You know, we we was going directly to the business owners any way we could through LinkedIn or Facebook or they was on Instagram. We'd shoot them notes on Instagram, uh, just DM them and just doing everything possible to, to touch that business owner. 
Very cool. So you say old school in the pre-pandemic was a lot of probably TV ads, radio, billboard, that kind of thing. And then you guys, like you said, steer, start steering the Titanic over towards the social media. Any social media channels that you've noticed have done better than others? Instagram, LinkedIn? Yeah, I think Facebook's probably the best for us because Facebook has a a little bit older users, right? Mm -hmm. So so most of our users, business owners are at least 35 that's ready to sell a business, right? Mm -hmm. Or there are some some, uh, entrepreneurs out there before 35, like myself, I started at 25. But uh, the, the main thing is for us to kind of touch that generation at 35 to 55 are the ones that's, you know, above 55, they're looking at retiring and exiting. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot through telemarketing. We're still reaching those people on the telemarketing front, but Mm -hmm. Facebook has turned it around and uh, we've got several leads through Facebook messenger and things like that. And Facebook sponsored ads Mm -hmm. uh, because our, our demographics are a little bit older. Right. Right. Very cool. Um, and where do you guys see your the business going? So we've talked to pre-pandemic, we've talked pandemic. Do you see a little bit more of the same, just a little bit more, a little bit more invested into the the social medias and things like that, or, or is there is there a kind of a bigger thing that you're looking at with uh, you know hopefully we're we're coming out of this whole pandemic thing and we're getting back to life as usual. So what kind of changes do you see in the future for you guys when it yes, comes to lead generation? Yes, lead generation definitely heavy, heavy, heavy on. Uh, on the on the media front, right? That that media marketing that's that's where we're gonna be at. It's that's the new age. I'm a true believer in it. LinkedIn um, is one of the best tools for us because it's business owners all over it, mm-hmm. as far as lead generation through their sales navigator. Uh, but but I'm big on Facebook and Instagram and those because it shows that we're real people. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people hear business brokers. They think, you know, that the M&A guy just wears a suit and tie, comes in and, uh, and, and, and you know, does the numbers. But well, we're, we're human, too. So we like to show that personal side, mm-hmm. um, our charity work that we do, you know, through the churches or through the community. Mm-hmm. And social media is that platform. And I think that's the key is we've got to show as business owners that that we do are involved in the community and that we do things in the community and not just, you know, it's a homeless guy, I'm gonna give him a buck and take a picture with him. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually getting out there, rolling the shoes up and doing the work. And that's where the social media platform brings it. And in that general um, demeanor that we show of how we truly are, that's what drives the people to us. So you gotta put it out on the platforms mm-hmm. and, and but you can't talk shop all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, my mentor says, you know, just take the alphabet and every time you get to a vowel, a vowel then you plug your business. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then you ask for the sale on the vowel. Right? right. So 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 it's just, you know, post A, B, C, D and then E, you ask for it. Right. And then, mm-hmm. But you're getting to know you through the through the alphabet. And that's how we do it. A lot of content, a lot of content marketing and things like that. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I, I shoot, I, when I first started, it was a lot of SEO. When I started my hitting performance lab.com, you know, the hitting, it's a very educational thing. You have to educate just, just like in the business acquisition side too, you got to educate a lot. Right. And, uh, you know, very heavy in that. And then we kind of got into the Facebook marketing and, and getting leads through that, through, you know, email and then doing, like you said, the EV the, the heavy email marketing campaigning. Um, and then we've kind of come back full circles where we've created the, the digital, the, um, the kind of SEO ish content marketing distribution platform, you know, it's come full circle back to 
the content marketing and you just can't beat that. Like you're saying, I, I love that, that alphabet, uh, which your mentor was saying. <laughs> and every time you hit a vowel, that's when you plug, you know, that's when you, you call for the sale. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, you gotta, so you got to ask for the sale too, right? <laughs> at some point you have to, and people understand that. I think it's just when you do it too much, you know, instead, yeah. if you did it opposite where every vowel was content and everything else was sale, you know, people are like, ah, okay, a little bit too much. You know, you got to earn, you got to earn my trust first. No, like, and trust exactly. factor. So one last question before I, I, we can plug, I know you wanted to plug, uh, you know, an exit strategy uh, service that you're, that you're offering. Um, one more question. So if you had somebody who was going to get into your industry, what kind of, what piece of advice, maybe one or two things uh, of somebody that wanted to get into mergers acquisitions? Yeah, if you, if you want to get mergers acquisitions, I think the main thing with this industry is you, you got to be mentally tough. You're, you're going to hear 19 no's to get a yes. So, and, and then every deal falls apart. It's not, they sign up, we get together, we close. Mm -hmm. It's going to be every deal. So it's going to be a real tough industry. And if you really like challenges, if you really like to, to figure out a way to put, to, to help an individual exit out of their business to realize whatever their dream is. And then for an entrepreneur that has the heart that wants to realize their dream, mm -hmm. I think that's the key. And that's, and I like to make people realize, to help them realize their dreams. So I think that's kind of the key component. And then the second part is we can kind of help you with the financial parts and, and understanding the financials of the business. We can kind of help you with that piece. But the main thing is you got to be approachable. You got to be, you want to be more of an extrovert because you can't, we don't sit in the office all day. I'm in here today because of the podcast, but <laughs> you got to get out and, and actually meet people and shake hands and, and get to know the community. So I just think those are the two things. And if you, if you got a good personality and a hard work ethic, um, I think you can make it in the M&A. You just got to, you know, you got to be a learner too. You can't, you got to be able to absorb, be a, cush, a, a sponge, right? Mm -hmm. Be a sponge. But I think those are the key components to being a good, good business broker or M&A advisor. Mm -hmm. Great advice, Greg. Well, hey, uh, so I want to be respectful of your time. I know you got to get out of there and beat the traffic. Um, so where, <laughs> pe where, where can people find you and just uh, give, give the plug you wanted to give about uh, that, that new service that you're offering? Okay, yes, sir. So what, what, what we experienced here at Transworlds over the years, business owners, we go to them to sell their business and, and they're not ready right now. We do evaluation and their business is $1 million and they need $5 million to retire. So what we've done is we've, we've started a new program called the Exit Factor. And we actually come into the company and look at how we can help you prepare your business to sell so you get the maximum value out of it. And also that's a big benefit, not just for that seller, but for that buyer as well, because now he's taking over a better package and well-ran uh, organization, right? So if it's if it's making sure we get some 401k programs in there for employees, employee turnovers, just so high. That's so key now. Is is it insurance policies for the for that company? But from a buyer and a seller standpoint, it's great. So the exit factor we just launched it, uh, really just taking off a couple of months ago. Really looking forward to it because now. Not only are you working with these companies, you're working with these CEOs or, or owners of these companies, you're starting to learn so much more about them because we're, we're actually in the room with them, helping them 
finish out this product that they started. And, and it's, they've got a great product. We're just putting the finishing touches on it. So when that next buyer comes in, it'll be a great program. So the exit factors, if you got you know any business owners out there that are looking to exit in the next five years, 10 years, please give us a call, 704-533-0974. Or you can shoot me an email at gbarns at tworld.com. Great idea. Great idea. Cause like, yeah, like you said, you can have a business that's going to come in and they might have it all together and they're, they're limping to the finish line and they come to you guys and you offer this. And then you're basically trying to help pick them back up, dust them off, get them recovered, and then get that business in a nice healthy position so that you can sell or so they can sell that out and, and hopefully, like you said, retire. Yeah. I look, I look at it like the, the real estate agent staging the house, right? So we're staging the business. It's kind of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, Greg, yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks for coming on with me. I appreciate your time and, and a lot of great advice for those out there that either don't know, didn't even know that there's a person like you doing what you do, mm-hmm. or there there's people that do know. And then that gave them a little bit more information so that they can possibly help reach out to you and, and um, you know, pick your brain a little bit, or hopefully hire you to, to, to do your thing. Yes, sir. Thank you, Joey, for having us on the show. You got it. All right. Hang around, Greg. Hold on.